Hello there, Matt from the future here. Just wanting to warn you that this is our longest episode yet. As a result, I didn't add too much of my usual stupidity because I didn't want to make it longer than it already is. Enjoy. Hello and welcome once again to the M4 Project. As always, I'm Matthew Jelanek. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I am Morgan Davidson. I was just wondering this week, uh, what is the stupidest thing you've ever been known for? Oh, fuck. I'll give you a chance just to think about it while I tell yeah. you mine. Oh, I wish you'd give me some prep time. So I've done a lot of <sighs> stupid shit in my life. Have a, have a quick thing. Have a quick thing. We can we can edit it, make it sound like that you uh, had it straight off the top of your head. Uh-huh. But the stupidest thing I was ever known for was in high school. And I was known for being a bit of a speed pisser. And that is I could get from <laughs> the classroom <laughs> to the toilet piss... And get back. And then I used to race against myself. Right, yeah. I, I did, I think, at one point actually start pissing, unzipping as, as I, before I got to the toilet and shuffling it out before I'd actually in the door of the yeah. toilet uh, block. Yeah. Just so I could get that piss out fast and get back. And people would be like, wow, man, you were really quick. And I was like, fucking if I was. Yeah, I kinda, Speed pisser. I kind of hope that it's kind of like a video game where you have like the ghost of yourself. And you're like, <laughs> racing against it. You just look at it. Your ghost racer. Co- you're just like your ghost cocks there. Like, no, got to get it. Anyway. What's the stupidest thing you've... Morgan drifting around corners, <laughs> cock out. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm done. Other than wearing a shark on your head. Okay, yeah. There was a point where... Uh, when, when Morgan and I used to work together, I did sort of just embrace my own insanity and created a... What was it? It's an a, A3 envelope? Or it's an A4? A4 envelope? Yeah. Uh, I converted that into a shark with a marker and wore it on my head. It was called Sharky, and we played a game called What's Under My Hat uh, every day at three. Something like that. Random yeah. time. Anyway, yeah. uh, but I, I did, I've done that sort of shit throughout my life, and Mike's well aware of that. And I think at this point he's like, "Yeah, that's just Matt. It's pretty um, much just Matt." Um, I don't really know if I have. Do I, what stupid shit am I known for? I don't I, really that's think, the thing. Like we do stupid I'm, shit as part of our. It's just our us friendship. doing it though. Like and it's, it's never got, a case of he's the guy who did that. It's like no, oh, that's called a Saturday. We, we, we got the we got the we don't care where you go. You can't sleep here at McDonald's. Okay, at that was great. That was pretty good. Um, there was one one of the years where my family threw a, a New Year's party or something. Uh, Mike and I were still pretty drunk. Woke up in the morning. Went, we're going to get. Fuck it, holy shit, we're awake at 7am. Let's go get some McDonald's breakfast. Walk down the road, turn up the McDonald's. Got our breakfast, sat down. And Mike goes, that was great. Face glares the table. <laughs> no, I got halfway through my McMuffin to go, I gotta go spew. So I went up to the toilet, shunted yeah. my guts up, came back and then said, man, I'm gonna have a sleep. And, and so he, he's, go. he, down he goes, I'm like, oh, poor fella. Eat some of my hash brown and go, oh, I'm just gonna lie down for a second. And then I remember being <laughs> shaken awake by this lady in a striped McDonald's, McDonald's uniform going, I don't care where you go, but you can't sleep here. And I distinctly <laughs> we were walking down surprised because they're like, oh my God, we're awake at 7am and the sun was setting when I got woke up. Oh, wow. She's like, go away. She's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. So, so we basically slept off a hangover <laughs> in a McDonald's. <laughs> that's, uh, that's classic us. So we've done a lot of stupid shit. Fair enough. 
Um, this week's film. This week's film is called Your Choice. It's my choice. It's called Let the Right One In. Um, not to be confused with the American version uh, titled uh, Let Me In, uh, starring um, Chloe Grace Moretz and Cody Smith McPhee. As you would remember, he is the boy from The Road. Oh, um, it is right. s- slightly different, but the same sort of theme, but it is nowhere near as good as this one. Um, and it's also not to be confused with the Australian version about a triad member uh, travelling to Australia who gets confused as a Chinese exchange student at the airport, ends up with a Christian family in the suburbs of Sydney. This film was titled to let the right wong in. <laughs> Cut the podcast there. We're uh, done. Uh, and Cut everyone, thank you for listening to the F4 project. This has been a fun 21 episodes. We're calling it here. That was great. We're, We're going to go home. We're picked. Oh, fuck a duck. Continue. Let the oh. right one in is a uh, 2008 Swedish romantic horror film. <laughs> Directed by Thomas Alfredson. Um, based on the 2004 novel of the same title by John Alvd Lindquist. I'm, I, I apologise for that pronunciation. Um, who also wrote the screenplay. The film tells the story of a bullied 12-year-old boy who develops a friendship with a vampire child in Blackenburg, a suburb of Stockholm, in the early 1980s. So, Oscar, the main protagonist yeah. of the film, um, is a 12-year-old boy. He resides with his mother uh, in the west of Stockholm suburb. Uh, in 1981, and he occasionally vi- visits his father in the countryside. Um, heavily bullied. Heavily bullied, he is. Yes. He's, he's heavily, heavily bullied by his classmates. He spends his evenings um, imagining revenge, uh, collecting clippings from newspapers and magazines about grisly murders. One night he meets... Stabbing I'm going to call her yeah, Ellie, Ellie. Who, who appears to be a pale girl of his age. Ellie is actually a centuries-old vampire, and this is where we get the title, uh, Let the Right One In, as vampires have to be mm. invited into a building. Ellie um, has recently moved into the next-door apartment with an older man called Hakan. Um, Ellie initially informs Oscar that they cannot be friends, but over time, however, they begin to form a close relationship. They begin yeah. meeting outside every night for a chat. They then learn Morse code um, through to the walls of their apartments mm. as they're neighbours. Yeah. Yeah, that's the basic also like to bring up back of the tin uh, I watched this on an absolutely 100% legitimate streaming site uh, and I got the dub version so I actually watched oh. this as a dub not in the original Swedish so yeah I watched it in Swedish I, I really really wish, wish I watched it in wish, Swedish wish I wish uh, you just turned into Sean Connery a little bit of Sean no that's real I'm sorry that was I not wish. what I really wanted to do I really wish to watch it in, uh, in Swedish because it was uh, fucking appalling in the dub so okay. avoid the dub are you a vampire <laughs> it was kind of like oh no I dropped a taco with a deep fryer I'll get it some of it, some of it was okay, but like we'd have the teacher talking at the front of the classroom that was fine, and then he would then laugh after something he said to another adult there, and then it'd be like, <laughs> "It's just <laughs> a ha 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 ha," and it was really bad. Like no, uh, yeah, I, I watched this uh, on a completely legitimate source as well oh, okay. that was subtitled, and I absolutely recommend it. I yeah. purchased the DVD, which is how I watched it. Yes, that is also how I watched. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, a it, streaming it is... DVD. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those? Oh god. Uh, yeah, it, it. I think it uh, definitely benefits from watching it in its original language. It, it, yeah, definitely. Um, so the movie uh, then moves from this part um, to the, for- the, the the forming of a slight romantic relationship and a strong friendship. Uh, why it sucks to be a child vampire. I've got I've got access to music now. I can add it. Yeah. It's easy. I've got that. It's yeah. on the back burners. 
uh, through slight mm-hmm. reveals uh, to Ellie's past and Oscar starting to stand up to his bullies moves through these scenes of Ellie almost getting caught slash killed uh, to her infecting someone and how Oscar reacts to the news that her, his new best friend is actually a monster the pacing of this movie can come across as slow um, but the silences are used so well um, yes. Some of them are just, I find personally, gut-wrenching on your emotions. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a it's movie, meaningful silences. It's a movie I love to watch, but this stays with me for days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably know by now, I don't like slow stuff too much. It does it so I say it so- that I don't like slow stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it happens. No, but in this one, it actually really works for it. They use it as an asset. Yeah, uh, which really enhances. Matt said very early on our MMA podcast it was so- silence and slow parts are fine as long yeah. as they're used well. If it's meaningful. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's actually building to the story and sits there and sits there and says, yes, there would be silence in this moment. It's a moment to sit there and let you reflect on the fact that someone's feeling something. Mm. Sure. If it's just Doesn't, silence going, yeah. I'm going to use this silence to mean that someone's feeling something and not actually convey that or yeah. even have a, a reason behind it, it fucking sucks. It just doesn't grind on you. Just yeah. This is a... Oh, yeah. No, no. Grinding on me is good, so I agree. <laughs> I agree with what you said. Characters, actors, and their performances. Uh, Sorry, is there anything more you wanted to say? No, in terms of uh, back of the tin, like th- this is one of those sort of things. Like, you, it, some people would sit there and expect it to be a horror film because it has the nature of a vampire and evidently so a vampire that feeds, uh, and it's not. It, it's this the the capacity of her being a vampire and needing to feed and having this necessity of people dying. It's not dun dun dun. Oh, when's she gonna kill next? It's like oh, she has to. Mm. And it has an effect on her relationship with this mortal creature, mm. and it's it adds meaning. It, has, it, felt, it, has a it felt a lot more sweet and yeah. nice as opposed to horror. Yeah, absolutely, limbs absolutely. Everywhere type and and thing. It, it's this. Yeah, and it adds to this whole sort of relationship that she has with with um oh, Oscar. 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 So moving into that, moving into character performance. Oscar played by I'm gonna struggle to butcher, butcher Hun- a lot of names. Hunderbrand um plays Oscar. He's a twelve year old blonde haired and blue eyed boy from a broken family. Yep. And what do we think of him? I think he we're we're in a lot of Western films, the oft bullied kid either comes across as he's someone who wouldn't actually be bullied and it's just uh, an actor going, I'm the bullied one. Or He came across as... He just seemed like yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. It, or, or in Western media, they'll come across as, ah, I'm so fucking sad yeah. and I'm so weak. He comes across as someone's like, fuck, I fucking, I, you know, I fucking hate where I am in my fucking life. And he's a believably bullied character. Yeah. Mm. Like you sit there and go, yeah, okay, yeah, that kid got bullied. He just seems like a kid, not like a yeah, kid that would ab- be bullied. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, he doesn't come across as this... Um, caricature yeah. of a bullied child he yeah. comes across as a bullied child yeah. where in a lot of western media it's yeah. like oh, oh woe is me whereas he's sitting, there, yeah. he's sitting there doing these clippings of brutal murders and then stabbing a tree like what's up squeal like a pig and he's, he's sitting there quoting freaking uh, deliverance deliverance and that kind of thing and stabbing a tree and he, he's, he's trying to find himself and find his own strength uh, yeah the oh, thing is like kid. the kid isn't over like he's bullied like so many people are not because he's actually sucks or he's actually a you know yeah. uh, uh, like it not 
I'm not going to say everyone should, someone should be bullied, but yeah. he doesn't come across as something that you go, ah, obvious some, something to pick on you for. It's more that the guy, the kid called Connie, who yeah. picks on him, is just a fuck it, fuck tar. Yeah. He's a sadist Absolutely. who wants to pick on this person because he doesn't like him. Yeah, he does, it's, it's also a thing of he's not, um, this is the main character, Kurgan, Oscar. Oscar. He's not the, the Coke bottle wearing glasses. He's not uh, a stereotype. He's yeah, not he's a stereotypical nerd. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm getting picked on. He's like, I'm just a kid yeah. and this fucking sucks. And the people who pick on me are just people who are picking on me. Yeah. And it's sort of establishing the story. It's like, just stand up for yourself. They're picking on you because so, you don't stand up for yourself. yourself. Stand up for yourself. So when it comes to characters, actors and their performances, uh, I got a lot less because I had the dub. So I didn't actually hear a lot of the way they delivered their lines and that sort of thing. They did so, really well. They did really well. For, the for kids. young so, people? Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, one of the big things. So I had to go basically off of what I think they should be mm. doing right now and the yeah. way they physically acted. And that, I mean, it was all good. So, good. Yeah. Yes. Like, so, I mean, so just a bit more of the flesh out the character a bit. Yeah. Um, as we were saying, there, he, he's regularly bullied by this kid called Connie who um, has two mates who, 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 who he basically henchman. forces the henchman to do it. They don't seem as into it as him. Um, as we've said, Oscar comes across as a bit of a weakling, but he's also highly intelligent. He initially is interested in the company of uh, Ellie just in general, but he starts to fall somewhat in love with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the, um, the classic young love. like, oh my God, this person of the opposite sex, sex. is paying me some attention, attention and also willing to interact with me. So um, I'm going to... His, his growth, though, in this film is one of the strongest yeah. parts in it. Um, yeah, yeah. From, from where he starts to where he, he ends yeah, up, it, 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 it's, a, it's amazing. Is there anything more you want to say about Oscar? I think that really, really nails it. Like, his growth in this is great. And the thing that I really like is it's believable. Yeah, and I keep bringing up Western media because they often get this. Do you so mean fake wrong. news? <sighs> <laughs> no, no. I, I mean like the the horrible little love stories they sit there and build in a lot of things. Like, oh, it's a love story because it needs a love story. Yeah, it's kind of like the he's oh, been. Bullied. I've grown, so I'm going to stand at the end of the film with my hands on my hips. I was going to go standing uh, tall. The more the route of he's been bullying me too much, and now we're in a hallway and everyone's circled around us, and I'm going to hit him in the face, and he's going to fall over, and they're all going to cheer me on yeah. and walk away. That kind of yeah. interaction between and him and a bully. And. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily write that way. Um, moving on to Ellie, but before we do, um, I'm going to give a bit of uh, background, additional background uh, from the book. As this is based on a book, which I haven't um, read yet, it fleshes these characters out a little bit more in the movie, um, and I think it helps as a bit of an aid to understand it. Because <coughs> what I'm going to say is sort of revealed, but not to the extent that you sort of do it's a get. Book. It's yeah. yeah, it's a book. Um, so. Ellie is a child vampire. Uh, she was turned at the age of 12. Um, she, so she's doomed to forever be stuck in this age, both mentally and physically. She is the perfect opposite of um, Oscar. She had, while still being pale, she's a lot darker. Mm. Um, she has these beautiful piercing eyes. Mm. Um, I'm going to talk about her, or I think we should talk about her as a her, because that is how she is portrayed in this film. Yep. But as she does say, uh, she is not a her. Mm -hmm. um, she was castrated pre-puberty. It's, it's revealed more to, in the extent in the book, but she does say to him I, at one point, I am not a girl. In this context, I feel it's more mentioned that she's saying, I'm not a girl, I'm a monster. Yeah. But take it sort of as you will. There's also a scene in this that yes. involves her in, um, mm. with full frontal nudity. I don't think anyone's game enough to pause on a child for perform full frontal nudity. No, <laughs> but I, I understood what was um, intended. Yeah. And you can see that there are no genitals. It's brief, it's shocking, um, but you do see it nevertheless. I do like the fact that they sort of go into the fact that she she, she doesn't like to kill 
she 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 just has to to stay yeah. alive. Yeah. Um, that that was really good. It actually kind of torments her. I think she yeah. doesn't like having to do it. Yeah. And on a few occasions, um, she does reveal us reveal herself to be an older person and not her true age as she is two hundred years old, but more like a forty year old woman that's had a tough life with wrinkled skin, sunken eyes, the kind mm. you'd find around a Western Sydney train station. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did have that for a brief moment in the movie where they said, "See through my eyes, I see see what I had seen." And yeah, she turns, and then her the face changes to be the the old lady. Yeah, but yeah, this this character is played by Lena Leonardson. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get what did you guys? What did you guys think about this character? As I've fleshed her out a little bit more there. I I think in terms of her performance, she as a very young actress managed to nail some of the best scenes. Some of the, some of the best scenes and nail this performance of yeah, I look like a child. I've been around for a very long time mm. and I've seen some shit and I've done some shit. And at the same time, being able to interact with Oscar and understand, it's like, yeah, I've been 12, and you know what, you're kind of cool, let's have a friendship. It all sort of works. <laughs> she managed to pull off that whole tormented monster at the same time as being this kid looking for a friend. And that's really complex to play both ends of that spectrum and pull it off and yeah. make it believable. And she, she's done really, and really well. you get the feeling so much from this character as well that so you can totally understand why she doesn't want to make friends with this kid because he's going to grow up. Yep. She mm. never is. Yeah. yeah. She's stuck in that. And like the, the sad part is it's not just... She's obviously grown slightly more intelligent uh, from being a 12-year-old, yeah. yeah. but she still has... You know, limitations of a 12 year old. Um, and, you know, it's hard to be, I suppose, to be a 12 year old girl all the time as well. Like, it, yeah. it, like, it really, and you can't be alone by yourself because you're a 12 year old. You need to have this other person yeah. with you to make it look believable to sort of yeah. hang around yeah. people and, and all that kind of jazz. The the actress, I think she did an amazing drop, job of yeah. it. So some of the best scenes with her in it, especially with the one where she does not get asked to come into the house yeah. and the, what happens oh, yeah. is just like and, and Oscar's reaction to what happens is just so well yeah. and, the, and the girl herself in this role she's like both pretty and haunting at the same time yeah. like you mm. see her as a well this is a pretty young girl mm. and then you're like but she just has this something yeah, yeah very menacing yeah. Um, and she does some brilliant stares oh, yeah. <laughs> she's a stare queen yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, yeah, she absolutely is. There's few actors and actresses who can sit there and push intent through their eyes alone. Steve Buscemi is one of them. <laughs> Billy Zane is Best chameleon impression ever. <laughs> no, but yeah, she, she absolutely does sit there. And through just her stare either into camera or at a character or just... Her, look, her looking at Oscar as she starts the hemorrhage. Yeah. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. You're like... Oh shit! And you can see them like this is why I didn't. I don't want to be. I, I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah. Anyway, the character mm. uh, she has so much depth, but I suppose 200 years will do that to yeah. a person. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they managed to build a time machine or infect it with vampirism. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I'm naming you. You got Hakan. Only a small part of the movie, but a large part in the book. Um, <clears throat> he's sort of semi-working for Ellie, but he's also infatuated with her and somewhat in love with her. He gets her blood by killing drunks and drunks and vagrants. In the book, he's a pedophile, and that is why he's so obsessed with Ellie. Um, as a child that can never grow up, he's sort of fills all of her, his sick. Mm. Yeah. She fills all of his sick fantasies, basically. So in this movie, he gets caught trying to 
get blood for her and mm. decides to pour acid over his face uh, to avoid being identified by his assailant. Ellie then feeds on him and lets him fall to his death out of a hospital window. Which uh, I actually wrote down here uh, in big letters, meat fall. Because it's one of the... <laughs> it's, it's a meaty fall. fall. It's more meaty than the dude hitting the propeller in Titanic. Absolutely, That's... that was the asterisk. That's <laughs> why I had meat fall. Like, if you watch... The, the, uh, the Titanic and you see that moment and people have watched it time and time again the guy hitting the propeller it's this but he hits a veranda just a little outcrop it's like yeah this is where people walk out of the building and he hits that just clips it but it feels yeah so you feel it it's, it's like ooh and, and just a thing there in the book doesn't kill him he turns oh, oh really yeah. okay yeah anyways yeah. not the book the movie yep um other couple of characters, odd cat guy. Don't have yeah. much to say to him, but uh, he was a cool odd cat guy. Yeah, he, he, he had a, a lot guy, of cats. He, he lots of cats. Had this lots is... and lots of cats, and because he had lots of cats, he was sitting on his balcony patting his cats and happened to see Ellie. Uh, what Ellie in one of her moments where she had to feed and happened to be the only witness. Uh, so that's and sort cats of, hate vampires. And we cats yes. hate mm. vampires. And then that was a very good flashback to um, what was that turd of a movie we watched? Oh, um, shit. Stephen King's... It was abysmal. Oh, um, oh, oh. Uh, um, Nightwalkers? No, no. Night... Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers, that's it. Man. Very good callback to that. Oh, oh, sleepwalkers, yeah. Cats in general throughout uh, uh, mythologies and that kind of thing tend to be, because they apparently have one foot in the grave, tend to be a good barometer They're attuned. Of, yeah, they're attuned. They're, they'd be a barometer of uh, what's evil and who's possessed and what kind of thing. Other than that, you've got Virginia. Uh, she's a woman that gets bitten by Ellie. Vegeta. Vegeta. Virginia. Uh, she gets a woman who gets bitten by Ellie, and she is uh, she's scared off before she can finish eating and killing her. That's one thing that Ellie does does do. You see her do it at the start because she doesn't really want to spread the infection. After feeding on the guy, originally she snaps his neck yeah. to stop him from which turning. Which the cat guy sees. Which the cat guy sees, and then when she actually in the movie when she feeds on her car and he falls out of the window, she watches him hit that and she checks that he is dead. Yep. To, to make sure he is not going to turn. With with Virginia, obviously, she doesn't get the chance to do that. Virginia is really a purpose to show you briefly um, insight to how a vampire sort of comes to be yep. um, and things that Ellie would have probably went and faced through through 200 years in, mm. in a few short scenes of, yeah. of stuff yeah. that she might have dealt with. Um, she and, and, and also uh, and show... Like, oh, that's why... Strengths she, and weaknesses as yeah, well. Yeah, strengths and weaknesses, and, and also show why Ellie did certain things earlier in the film. You're like, oh, it's because she's trying to spare people yeah. from this this life. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's why Hakan was doing a... Whilst he was killing drunks and vagrants, he was doing it in a fairly... I'll say, like, kind manner in the sense that he chloroformed someone, he'd hang them up, he'd slit their throat. They wouldn't even know they were dead, yeah. pretty much. They weren't going to die. Yeah. They got chloroformed, they got their throat slit, drained the blood, buried the body. No chance of them turning because she didn't feed them. She just got the blood at, at yeah. the end. So this Virginia chick, she eventually realises what she has become. Yeah. She gets attacked by the cats at, by that odd guy's yeah. bloody house because she's a friend of his. She gets committed because she seems for all intents and purposes fucking crazy yeah. uh, and then she gets a nurse to open the blinds and she does the best friggin sunrise yeah. like, that is such a contrast to what you see in modern things with vampires like you see their skin start to burn them and they go ah light this is just two seconds of light and just giant flames to the roof and a fantastic flame effect oh yeah like, it is going direct oh, yeah. up and rippling across a roof yeah 
And it's like, oh, wow. Well fucking done. Yeah. Because if they did do the Burst in Flames, like you were saying, with, uh, uh, again, I bring up our f- trusty friend, Western Media, uh, it would be, ah, ah, and there'd be like little CGI flames on their eyebrows, and they'd go, yeah, and they'd turn to dust. This is like, <gasps> this, this is her saying, I don't want to live, and yeah. then she goes out quickly. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she absolutely gets snuffed out. Continuing. Is there any characters you wanted no, to bring up? There was, like, there was really. a couple of odd guys. There's the bullies there, and his dad and whatnot, but not not really. Not not really. Looks and tone. Mike. This movie felt like... It really felt like it was in like that northern... Like, Arctic Circle? Yeah, that sort of thing. Like it felt very... Lots of twilight. I know they had, yeah. uh, they had to do a lot of stuff at night, obviously, but there was a lot of bright lights being used to the point yeah. where... You know it's night time, but it feels like it's that in-between yeah. twilight type time. This is... It's pitch black behind me, but it's still 3pm yeah. in the afternoon. So, it's yeah. Just it, what, the first way. couple of the scenes, I thought they were in a place where... You know how there's like a months at a time where it's yeah. night or day? Yeah. Where it's like, it's meant to be daytime, but it's dark. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Um, that's probably the most striking thing of how it looks for me. Uh, that and a really good use of CG... Mm. Like in that it's very minimalist. They do just little touches here and there. They use it as very a well. salt, yeah. not the meat. And they do it very well and it doesn't draw you out of anything. Like one thing was where they had the cat kind of just is on the table and it kind of leads down to get... But it's at a distance and you don't really notice that that's CG. I think just little touches that it adds to it is they do very, very well. Yeah. <clears throat> Looks and tone. The movie is supposed to be set in the 80s uh, and it's made in 2008. It was perfect in this sense. Yep. Um, yep. You couldn't fold it from the, the clothes, the hair, to the way it was filmed. If Instagram had a, f- a filter that was called early 80s, yep. this is what it would look like. I, I beg to, <coughs> to differ. Like, this, it, it does it really well, but it's not that character of the 80s. That a no, lot no, no. Of, a lot of things yeah. sit there and go, we're in the 80s. No. Yeah, that's uh, like, this de- was That's just, night culture. Yeah. Where this is just what everyday people looked yeah. like in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this was just solid. Yeah. If, so, if, if you, someone didn't say it was set in the 80s, you'd just be like, it's Sweden. It's like, it's set in the 80s. You'd look at them again and go, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. That's why that's right. Oh yeah. And the haircut and the, yeah. yeah. The whole movie feels genuine. Yeah. It's yeah. That, that, absolutely. That's the best word for it. Yeah. Genuine. And I thought the darkness infused with like, with the with the white snow around just worked like so well because a lot of mm. the stuff's done at night and mm. it's you can see the breath Mm. of not, not Ellie but yeah. you can see the breath of other people with the, with the dark night and the white <clears> snow it works so well there's not a huge amount of blood used in this movie so when it is used and it is on that used backdrop of white earth. snow and when it's on the and snow and they're trying to bury oh. it in snow and it's not really working because you can pull away the snow and still find the red and and she is so pale so when she has blood on her as well she yeah it's like a beacon it, yeah, it's, it looked it looked so well and it, it, it was only used it wasn't Overused, it was just yeah. used for dramatic effect, and it works so well. Yeah, Th- throughout the film, actually, um, color is a theme that keeps coming back, especially red because of yeah. the nature of vampirism and blood and that kind of thing. Uh, you'll often find that for for Eli early in the film, he is uh, colored either greys when he meets sorry Ellie's- Ellie or Oscar. Sorry, Oscar. <laughs> when he meets Ellie uh, early on, he's in browns and greys. And then he starts to wear blue as he meets her. He starts to actually wear warmer colours. Uh, and throughout the film, there's often just a hint of red in just about every shot. Uh, there's a few times where it's like painting through trees and showing off the beautiful Sweden. And there'll just be one single red leaf 
or someone in a red sweater and there's these hints of colours as if to sort of uh, foreshadow and mention the nature of this vampirism within the community uh, and I thought that was fantastically executed uh, just the nature of colour as a means of telling the story as well brilliantly executed yeah I can't fault it really it it was really 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 well done from the looks and tone I'm, I'm, I'm really actually interested to see the US remake and see how much of that they managed to bring across uh, yeah not as much as much as you can expect from a US remake it's a poor it's a poor US remake mm-hmm. um, they sort of got to, got together a bit of bit, a bit of it but no 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 near as much overall though what overall, did we think overall overall uh, cinematically thematically and in terms of performance a great little film mm-hmm. it, it, it really I'm surprised I wasn't aware of it. Uh, it it's fantastically executed I would recommend it Mikey. I think purely because it's a Swedish film it's probably why I haven't really heard of it because it probably doesn't have as far of a reach it's, if it was it's a one big of those western. Where I, once you brought it up I was like oh, I think I've heard of the book and I think I vaguely recalled the, the, the US remake and then I watched it and went holy shit how the fuck. Yeah. And, and you're right it's, it's because it was so it's a foreign film. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it from Sweden. Uh, overall I can't really fault it. I'm actually going to go back and rewatch it in the original Swedish. Absolutely. Very, very soon. Uh, because even in a horrible dub, it was still a great film that I enjoyed from start to finish. Overall for me though, great film. It's a sad tale of a child vampire. It's a bit of a story of love, friendship, and uh, it also portrays that sometimes monsters would prefer not to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, Eloy is one of my favourite characters I think I've seen for, for a long time. Again, yes, I'd highly recommend it. I recommend it to you boys. I would do so again. And I think it's also strong to mention, this is really, it seems like a horror movie, but it's a lot on horror, so don't yeah. let that put you off. Absolutely. Don't be put off by you thinking this is a horror movie. It's going to be really it scary. It is not. No. No, no, no. So yeah, I would say that um, it's a lot more sweet. Like, it's a lot more, it's a lot nicer, it's a lot kinder. It's, it's kids, essentially... It's, it's a young friendship. love story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a kid getting bullied and him sort of coming out of his shell and meeting a friend and them expressing themselves that way. So it's very... When you look at the look at the poster and you look at... Uh, you read the blurb, you think, oh, it's going to be like a murder, splatterfest type thing. Yep. Not at all. Not at all. Um, in fact, when I watched this with my partner uh, and she hates like bloody gory horror stuff um, and she had to look away at times, uh, some of the throat slitting stuff. But past that, it was fine. Yeah, so it, it's so much more a coming of age story. Yes, right. Do you recommend it? Would you recommend it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would recommend. I, it. I yes. would. I would as well. And I would recommend watching it uh, subtitled. Yes, original uh, Swedish. In, in original Swedish, uh, the, the performance comes across fantastically, uh, based upon Mike's experience with a poor dub. Uh, on that mystical note, uh, we're going to give you a quick, brief pause to go watch the film whilst we grab some beers and we'll come back and talk about spoilers. I haven't... I'm genuinely disappointed that I didn't watch it the first time through in Swedish. Yeah, uh, it's much better for it. I'm really sad that I didn't. Welcome back. Uh, We're covering the spoilerish parts of... Let the right one in. The right one in. The 2008 Swedish version. Uh, Morgan, something in particular that you're... Um, So obviously you have how it sort of ends um yeah. i don't think there's any other real spoilers in it other it's, than it's how all, it's all pretty straightforward how it ends it's yeah. pretty honest with you isn't yeah. it it's up, there's yeah. no great twists whatever um obviously oscar's bullied um and he decides to send up to connie at some point he hits him in the head with a big stick 
Um, this it's the pole that the guy uses to push the body into the ice. Yeah, it was. It was. Now. It was left there. So it's he, a pole. He, yeah. he he hits him in the head with this pole, and he, he damages his ear. Uh, Connie then obviously has a just as evil, sadistic brother called I don't know Johnny. We're going to call him that. I think it is actually possibly uh, whatever yep. him. Uh, Larry? Uh, Larry? Larry. Who knows? There's this evil older brother who eventually uh, sort of corners um, young Oscar in, in a pool and says that he is Either going you hold your breath, breath for three, three minutes, minutes or I'm going to stab you. I'm going to take you out your eye. An eye for an ear sounds like a fair deal. Here's a little thing. In the dub, he actually says, if you can tread water for three minutes. Ah, and then he then dunks his head underwater. I was like, that doesn't make any so fucking said, sense. Yeah, it's hold your breath for yeah, three okay. minutes. Well, that makes a lot more sense. <clears throat> and he said, I can't do it. And he said, I'll leave you do it. And I think the whole intent, because he is a sadistic fucker, yeah. was one, he was going to either drown, he was going to try and drown, and yeah. he was happy with that scenario, yeah. or he was going to try and force his way up, and he was going to poke his eye out. Either way, worked for, worked for him. Um, <clears throat> so he's underwater, he's starting just to struggle for air. And then the arm you see a couple of little things happen. A body go throwing through the water. Uh, uh, I, thought head it, plonk. I thought it was uh, like feet being carried along yeah. along the water. water. Like as if yeah, yeah, being carried by someone flying. Like, uh, a head plonk and then the arm that is sort of attached to his hair lets go and then falls dismembered from the body yeah. past its face. Mm. Oscar then sort of comes to the surface and looks up and Ellie's there and the no. body... There's no one there. There's no one there. That's right. The bodies there's are no just there. there's the one. There's the one of the, the weakling of the bullies. He he's sort crying. of cried before and didn't want anything to do with it. This time he's crying again. And he's just in his in his own hands. Like before that, he even got, uh, Oscar got dunked. One of the bullies who sort of broke out tears last time they bullied Oscar just sort of sat down and started crying. He was, yeah. And he's still crying. He was sort of innocent in the, yeah. in the whole thing that he he, he didn't want. To, he couldn't stop it, but. He didn't want anything to do with yeah. it, so he was left alone. And yeah. anyone else who was involved, Ellie, Ellie fucked them up. She oh, walked yeah. heads off shoulders because yep. they mm. arms off body dared touch her happen. friend. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that she'd actually been watching them for a while. Uh, she'd been following without Oscar's sort of knowledge yeah. through through the film, uh, and then she'd made a few comments. Oh, I saw you do this. And she's like, oh, you're not supposed to, you know, you're sort of supposed to be there. How'd you get in? This is before he really yeah. knows. It does actually take Oscar's quite some time. I thought this is a bit of a spoiler for him to fully realise that she is a vampire because yeah. it's just a girl for him to start off. Yeah, with. Like she's just this strange person who you met in the playground. It's like, oh, you're cool, you're new, oh, you're nice to me. Um, one of the things that this film did really well. <clears throat> uh, there's a scene where. She's checking up on her the the fellow who's taking care of her. What's, what's his Hakan. name? Hakan. Hakan. Uh, she comes to the hospital and goes, "I'm looking for this fella. Is he here?" And, I, and the nurse sort of goes, "I can't really tell you that because he's been captured as a part of a police investigation." But it's like, "Yes, uh, he's up on this floor." It's like, "Can I see him?" No. And then the, the, she um, Ellie, Ellie leaves, and the nurse follows her out and goes, "Hello, oh, out in the snow." It's like, "Oh." She's gone. Oh well. Turns around, starts to walk away, and you see movement, and you see Ellie crawling up the side of the building. And I actually went back in that scene. The the from the moment the nurse walks out, Ellie is up on a ledge, but you don't see her because she's deathly still. Yeah. And it's not until she starts climbing the wall inhumanly that you realise that she's there. Yeah. It's like, 
that's fantastic she's mm. perfectly camouflaged just through stillness it's like that's great that's that's just a little cinematic moment that I really liked about um, vampirism there was a few little good scene, a uh, few little scenes that were, were impressive as well that we didn't really touch on in the main podcast. But there's the one where um, Oscar wants to make the bond with her, so he cuts his hand because I want to do like a blood bond. Yeah. Which Ellie is starving at this point, and she doesn't want to hurt him, so she she falls to the floor and starts lapping the blood and tells and him to tells run, him, run, run, please run. And then that's when she tries she trans she runs away as well as when she transforms into the. Older, older older woman and climbs up a tree I think yeah. and I think waits for someone to come by and, and that, I think that's, that's when, when she gets, gets to Virginia, yeah, Virginia. Um, other than that there's the other scene where um, where he, does, he Oscar's been a bit of a dick because he's a bit, he's a bit mad at Ellie because she, what has she done he he realised she was a vampire because of that wasn't yeah. it um, and realises she's a bit of a monster and she says invite me in and he says no and then he tells her she can come in by te- you know telling with a finger yeah, like why, saying why do I need you to come in he's like come on a come, a come hither like without saying come like in yeah. oh I thought that was um, he was saying oh is there like a barrier here and he was kind of like knocking on the barrier yeah, yeah no there, there's one point where he knocks on the barrier and he's like oh is there, is there something stopping you just yeah. come in come on come on kitty 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 uh, okay. and he, he sort of goes and sort of clicks his fingers a bit. It's like, what? What's the worst that could happen? And she goes, "Okay." And she comes in and she shows him what happens. Happens, and she just starts the hemorrhage. Yeah, just she's like, like bleeding from the eyes, everything. the ears, hairline, the, the mouth, the nose, the back. And then he eventually just, says, "Yes, yeah, you come in, come in, you come in," and and it all stops. Um, that was just one of those scenes which, like, Oscar for a, is a, is a fairly innocent character, and this is the only point where he actually. He, he's mean in a sense yeah. like he like he doesn't even mean to be and then he realises his actions so quickly yeah. and, and it changes and he, he's yeah such a sweet character that he feels so, so terrible. terrible like he he's, he thinks he's just playing coy he's like this is how people act yeah come on I'm what's being cool. the big deal I'm being cool oh my god I hurt my friend I'm so sorry I'm so so sorry and yeah it's like ah oh, Oscar yeah no scamp and yeah, obviously there's that. There's a the other couple of scenes where um, he she says, uh, "Close your eyes. I want you to see things through my eyes." And then mm. when he closes her eyes, when he closes his eyes so he can't see her, she is actually then in her older form, form, which is an old, an old woman um, laying next to him in the bed. Um, other than that, no real spoilers, is there? They, they the film sort of ends with them on a train. They've escaped yeah. together. He's actually run away from home. Yeah. Um, and, and and she's in a in a in a box, um, so they can get around yeah. easy enough. And they're tapping through Morse code. And the Morse code apparently got a kiss, kiss, and puff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, at, at the end, like throughout the film, like he, he gives her he does sheet of thing. Morse code. Yeah, yeah, sheet of Morse code, and they start to tap through the wall and that kind of thing. And it's not. I, I like the fact that it's not given any meaning. If you look into it, you'll understand what it means. But at at the end of the film. Oscar's travelling on a train things will be by in the daylight he's still quite happy and he looks at this box and the box knocks at him and he knocks back and the film ends uh, if you understand Morse code the box knocks a uh, kiss and he knocks back puffs which is uh, basically in Swedish a soft kiss yeah. so it's like mwah, you know, mwah. Yeah. and it's like oh that's lovely. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that is lovely. It ends with you not know what's going to happen. Like uh, as I was saying to the boys bef- before, so this is off the original book. All right, on in. It then follows on with a couple of other books. Um, basically, what happens further on from the train, and then another one 
which I'm not too sure what it's based on. I think it's a follow-on. It might be prequel to talking uh, about what happened to her yeah. life previous. Okay, yeah. I, I would expect either a prequel or like a separate in the world. So then you, kind of you're sort of, you're like, you don't know what's going to happen with this as well because as Oscar's 12 and Elia's 12, that's fine. But Oscar is going to age. Yeah. So if they're going to stay... I, I half expected it's like, okay, this is where... Because when... Ellie is first Ellie or Eli or how are you going to say it? I think it's she's Ellie a, is a girl, but really, if it was a boy, it's Eli. Eli yeah, yeah. Um, but she she's sort of introduced to like, all right, she has this father figure, which she realizes more of almost a partner figure, and then he sort of goes, "Well, I'm, I've got to die and do my thing." As the film ends, you go, "Is Oscar just going to be the next thing. Hagan or whatever he's talking about?" Which would make sense in the sense that. Okay, there's two ways this can work. One, they can be child vampires together. It doesn't work in the real world. Or she can get him to 24, 30, uh, and then bite him. And then she's a, then he's a dad. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. yeah. But lovers, which is not going to be looked at as cool. No. <laughs> not at all. And, and I think at, at the same time, it's one of the things where you sit there and go, what's going to happen next? Oh, like maybe they're going to have this, this relationship move forward. Maybe she'll turn him. But sometime throughout the film, and because I, I haven't read the book and seen the other film, she seems the sort of person who does not. She she's lived it long enough. She yeah. goes, I would never ever do that to someone, yeah. even especially if I care about, about them. them. So it's like, but she also yeah. doesn't want to die. She doesn't want to die, and she also doesn't want to be alone. Like she's yeah. she's evidently the sort of person who goes, I want someone in my life, but I'm really fucked up, and I live this really fucked up life. I don't want to drag you into it, but also I want you in my life. And it, it's it's a really interesting story, and I like the fact that it sort of ends on this open question of whatever next. Yeah, we've got these people. We know who they've sort of answered in the mid film. Whatever next, and I like the fact that it doesn't answer any questions. I like the fact that it didn't even answer the question of give you an obvious answer of what they're not getting to one another. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that there was no tropes in it. It was not. Yeah, there wasn't a bunch of just. Uh, you're the love of my life you're yeah. the love of my life one, one thing I was expecting to happen was uh, like him to get turned and that because they they have like the whole he's lifting weights thing mm. I, was, I was like uh, start benching I was, I was, all of a sudden yeah, benching more it's just like, like a just like a wow, big you got strong yeah. just something like that I was like I'm really glad they didn't do that because that yeah. would have just made it so much cheaper and, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and I like the fact that he initially doesn't do that sort of thing. He's just like, oh, I, I get bullied. And it's not until she's like, you got to do it. you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I should stand up for myself. I need to get strong. And so he starts lifting, lifting weights. And yeah. he's like, good on you, little bro. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a totally <laughs> a believable solution for a 12-year-old kid. He's like, oh, I'm going to get strong by lifting weights. And that's how I'll defend myself. Like, good, good on you. <laughs> good on you, lad. Um... Thus endeth the podcast. Thus endeth the podcast. I am going to hit stop. All right, Mikey, your pick next week. What have you brought to the table? All right, so uh, I basically got double fucked for this week. Um, (laughs) One, because I've gone a foreign film as well, and also because I realized after I'd gone deep... Is it a thriller? uh, I mean, technically... Yeah. Anyway, technically speaking, technically it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a drama thriller. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't pick. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so the second fucking is that apparently there is a movie being just released recently, unto my knowledge, uh, that has an incredibly similar plot. 
Um, so basically, my, my movie that I've picked this for this week uh, is or for next week is Borgman, uh, which is a movie from the Netherlands, uh, and it's essentially uh, a vagrant uh, enters the lives of um, like an upper class family, uh, turning their lives into a psychological nightmare in the process. Or it's essentially uh, he gets the vagrant gets wronged by the head of the household, the father, uh, and then he cleans himself up and then seeks employment in the house. Uh, and then as he worms his way in, he starts to psychologically torture them, essentially. That's Sounds how it goes. Interesting. So the, the, other, the other film is essentially the same thing, except it's with a, a younger teenage boy instead of... The, anyway, but yeah, no, so it looks... Um, yeah, that looks... That, that sounds interesting. I'm noticing a distinct lack of uh, Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a movie from the Netherlands, it's yeah. lacking Billy Zane. It's lacking um, Billy Zane. A movie from 2013, it's lacking <laughs> Billy Zane. <laughs> A bit polarizing. I've heard apparently it's either a love or a hate it. So, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm up for that. I'll see that again. I'll ride that bus. That's 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 the movie for next week. All right. 